This is Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 67, Emotional Triggers. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. friend. Today we're talking about something that isn't that enjoyable to feel. Emotional triggers. I'm currently going through a few of my own and so I thought why not turn on the mic and record this and talk through what I've been experiencing the past few days. Must admit this is very vulnerable for me because many times When we share things that are triggering for us, we share them after we're done and we've wrapped up the whole process and we have peace with it and perspective, right? Well, I want to show you the other side of it. I want to show you what it's like to be in it because you may not quite understand yet what emotional triggers are if you're new to me or to personal development. So I want to just walk you through what I'm feeling and kind of give you some of the science as well behind what I'm experiencing. Okay. Now, before I get into this, as I just said, this is very vulnerable for me. So I would highly appreciate a couple things. First off, I do not want anybody giving me hate mail for this episode. Oh, of course, you're an adult person. You can do that but it will be deleted. It will not (laughs) even be considered because again, I'm going through something right now. And when you're going through something, it's important not to have other people's opinions. And two, on the flip of that, you know, you're welcome to say, hey, Lindsay, I really love this episode. It really helped me. But beyond that, just, I don't want to hear anybody's opinions on this. Okay. It would just be such a gift for, for me. All right. Okay. So here is what's happened the past few days. I was at the park with my son. I believe it was Thursday morning. And um, if you don't know, my schedule is that my two-year-old son is home Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. On Wednesdays, I take him to my parents who live about an hour away, and he's with them for the majority of the day. I go to my office and I work all day. I also work all day Sunday, and then I work in the evenings. But otherwise, I'm taking care of my son. I also have a nine-year-old daughter who is now in school, and so she comes home in the afternoons, and then I get her out the door in the morning, right? Okay, so Thursday morning, I'm at the park with my son, 
And we're just sitting there and it's very peaceful and I'm feeling a lot of gratitude and I'm just thinking about, man, I'm so grateful I have the life that I have right now where I get to do what I love and I get to spend time with my kids. Like this is the life I've been dreaming of for so many years, right? And it's come in bits and pieces, but I just feel like the past few months I've really wrapped up the final piece to that former dream, which was really just my business starting to make more money. For a while, it was making money, but not that much, okay? So if you've heard my other episodes, my business is really exploding right now, which is awesome. So I'm just thinking about like, man, what is the next 10 years going to hold? And man, I just want to enjoy this moment right now. And as I'm slowing down and I'm reflecting and I'm watching him play, I'm just thinking, man, I'm kind of tired. Like I'm more worn out than I'm giving myself um, credit for or that I realize. And a big part of that was right now as I'm recording this, this is September 2020. In August 2020, it was a huge month for my business. I closed almost $60,000 in new business. My best month to date was a month prior to that, which was 12K. And most of my months in the past year have been about 5K months. So huge month for me, right? And that came with some work. You know, I had a ton of consult calls to re-engage some old clients and to bring in new clients. And that takes up time. I also had the clients I was managing, my current clients, and two, my daughter was going back to school. And so there were some nerves with that, especially with this COVID stuff. And two, I re-recorded one of my courses. It's a 90-day course called Become an Unstoppable Woman after this podcast in a weekend, basically. And so that just really pushed me, right? I had to record something like 50 videos. And then after that, granted, I have my admin, Rachel, to help. But then after that, we had to get those videos up and edited and transcripts and get the workbook printed and all this stuff. So it was just a very, very busy month, a great month, but a busy month. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, whew, I'm tired. Like I'm, I'm more tired than I once thought. And then I thought, okay, these next few days... I'm going to intentionally slow down, give myself some extra self-care because this is the first time I'm realizing because prior to that, it was a really, um, like I was tired, but it was a good tired. Like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm in this massive action place that we're talking about. But even when you're in massive action, I mean, there's got to be times when you slow down and do self-care or what we call do you time in my coaching programs. And I was just kind of reflecting on the past month and I thought, man, I really haven't taken as much do you time as what I teach my clients. And anyways, I need to slow down. So then I get this email and it's an email about my Lose Weight podcast. And that topic was already one that I felt vulnerable putting out there because it's a new topic and weight loss is not my forte. I've said that many times in that episode, like this is not a passion of mine. I'm not an expert at this. This is what's worked for me. I've learned this off of Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School, who is somebody who I highly respect. I mean, she's taught thousands and thousands of people her work, not to mention hundreds, if not thousands of coaches her work, who many of which are then going and using just specifically her weight loss work. The work has worked for me. It's been life changing for me. So I was just sharing her work, right? So I get an email and it's somebody who has a consult with me in a few weeks. And she said, Lindsay, I'm canceling the consult and here's why. I don't like your weight loss episode and and she goes into many different reasons. 
And granted, everybody is allowed to have their thoughts. And as I'm reading it, the coach side of me is like, okay, she's just having thoughts. And I'm seeing some of her thought patterns. And I'm like, okay, this is black and white thinking. And, you know, I'm here as a coach to kind of show her those things and all of that stuff. So anyways, I see that coach side of it. And anytime you get kind of an email or a message or anything in your life, like somebody tells you something and it's uncomfortable, you feel a vibration, right? So I felt the vibration, like the nerves of it. But many times when that happens, it'll just come in like a wave and I'll feel it for a few seconds and then it will go away and go out. But when something comes in, a feeling comes in and you hold on to it for more than seven seconds, believe it or not, there is something deeper there. And so I feel this feeling of anxiety come in and it doesn't leave and it just stays with me and stays with me. And it just, it's like this pebble that just gets bigger and bigger. It's it's snowballing, you know, it's like this, this thing that just is going down this mountain and getting bigger and bigger. I can't like, it's like a snowball, I guess is how I'd envision it. And I just start feeling more and more anxiety and I'm thinking, oh, okay, what is going on here? I start having, in essence, an emotional trigger. So again, an emotional trigger is any feeling you have that lasts more than seven seconds. And it's typically a feeling that we consider, quote unquote, negative, right? So I'm like, whew, okay, what's going on here? And immediately my brain starts giving me some information. Because many times when we ask what's deeper here, what's going on here, our brain will bring us to past moments from our life. Trust that. Our brain is telling us, this is what it is. So for me, it brought up just the relationship I've had with my mom over the past, gosh, now 36 years, right? And especially growing up, her and I have different body types. I got my dad's body, which is naturally thin. My mom is curvy. My mom always had, or it felt like, right? It felt like she had this resentment toward me and me having a different body than her and a body that she seemed to have wanted. She would go on diets sometimes. And she grew up in the 70s where, you know, she was on a dance team and if she had to weigh in every week and if she didn't hit a certain weight, she couldn't dance. I mean, it was horrible. And she's just a naturally curvy person. And so she would do things like what sounds like starve herself at times and things of that sort. So it was just this uncomfortableness between my mom and I Growing up between that, it was almost like she resented me. She was jealous of me. She hated me at times. Um, Even, you know, there was a point, I think it was either late elementary or early middle school, where I went to a weight group and everybody in that group was considered overweight except for me. And and they all looked at me and said, well, why would you be in this group? And I just said, I I don't like being thin. I I don't I don't want to be thin. And yet I am. And that was stemming from where I would go home. And I just, I felt so much animosity from my mom about the way that I looked. And granted, you know, most nights when I was a kid, I went to sleep hungry. Like my mom just did not feed us a lot um, because she was in essence, I think, you know, denying herself a lot of food too. But what's so interesting is I think she must have been eating without us because we would all be very thin. Now, granted, we, my brother and I had my dad's body type, but my mom wouldn't lose weight. So very confusing. But anyways, so I wanted to gain weight, but I just didn't have the opportunity to. Um, 
And I grew up always wanting my mom's body. I thought my mom's body was so amazing and so beautiful. And that's what I wanted. And, and so it was just like this jealousy we both had toward one another. Um, and so all of that came up for me. And not only that, but this woman who reached out to me, she's a therapist. And it brought up a lot of things that I didn't know I needed to heal from my experience in therapy. If you've heard my story, you know I went to therapy for a year and I went in saying, you know, what's wrong with me? I want you to tell me. Now, granted, when you go in with a goal like that, that's what you're going to get, right? If somebody came to coaching and said, hey, I want to figure out what's wrong with me, I would change that in a hot second. I even have some clients right now that I've told, you know, you have this belief that something's wrong with you and it's a bunch of bullshit. Like, we do, we've got to change that belief. It's just not true. Even if you're diagnosed with something on paper, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. So that experience wasn't great. I also told the therapist that I thought my then partner was cheating on me. She denied those feelings and then it ended up being way worse than what I ever imagined. So just not a great experience, right? Well, I didn't realize that I still had some things to heal with that. So I'm taking this in and I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm taking in that I've got some healing to do around my mom that I didn't realize and about therapy. Okay. So let me just kind of back up now and get out of my story and talk to you about your story. So again, if you're feeling a feeling more than seven seconds that tells you there's something deeper there, it's then considered an emotional trigger, then ask your brain in essence, what is this about? See the stories that come up for you and start to analyze how is this relating to the story or what has happened to me today, right? And then from there, that's where the deeper healing begins. And this is where my Become an Unstoppable Woman course walks people through this is, okay, you need to go in and you need to do some emotional writing to feel, deal, and heal in essence. Okay. So I'm not going to go into it here on the podcast because it's it's just a process. It takes a couple of weeks. Um, now, granted, you can not have it take a couple of weeks, but in order to first teach you that process, it takes a couple of weeks just for you to experience the depth of it. Okay. So anyways, I now know I need to go do that. Well, as life loves to move on and evolve, it's not like we can just stop our world and say, well, I've had an emotional trigger. Nothing else come my way, right? Like many of us, we still have to go to work. We still have relationships. Many of us are parents. We still have to parent, still have to take care of ourselves, right? We can't just stop everything. So then Friday happens. I'm making dinner and my husband is in the living room and he makes like this gasp or something. He goes, oh no. And I said, what? He's like, oh no. And I just said, what, what is it? He's like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And initially I go straight to my head because again, I'm already feeling uneasy. In essence too, I just spent a few minutes kind of venting to my husband right before I started making dinner about how I was feeling. And I just went to my head and I just went logically and I just said, in essence, fuck. Like she was trying to hold off. She had been working really hard to hold off until a new president was elected. And um, we're big Ruth Bader Ginsburg fans in our home for many reasons. It's not even about politically. She's just done a lot for equality, not just for women, but for men. Um, and so it was hurtful, like it, not hurtful. It was just sad, right? So I'm feeling that my daughter highly admires Ruth too. She for a while wanted to be on the Supreme Court because she loves Ruth. So that's like another thing that happens, right? And so then I bring my son over because I've made dinner at this point and I realize there's ants on his high chair. 
My husband likes to keep things very clean. I'll just say that. So I know that when he sees the ants, it's going to be a trigger for him. So I just put it out in the open and I say, there are ants on the high chair and I start cleaning them up because what has happened is I did not clean the high chair properly earlier in the day. My son and I ended up going to the zoo that morning. And so I just left it as is. I didn't even think about it, to be honest. And I realized I was like, wow, you know, I I can't do those kinds of things. I learned my lesson immediately because that had never happened before. So there were times I would leave the high chair a little bit messy, but nothing had happened. But then I realized my lesson. Okay, I've got to clean the high chair right when it happens. And if he had said nothing, I would have learned the lesson. Well, then he starts making the little remarks. This is why we don't do this. I feel like I'm just the maid around here. These kinds of things start coming out of his mouth. Again, I'm managing my mind through it. I'm really trying to hold back. I've already been feeling like I've been taking these jabs from life the past few, you know, 24 hours or so. And then this starts coming in and I hold it together really well. And then at night, after I put my son down, I I lay down with my husband. We start talking. We start talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And somehow we got on some sort of topic where um, he he was like, you know, she's going to be replaced. Trump's going to replace her and it'll be a woman. And so it'll be fine. And I just said, no, it's not fine. He's like, well, that's hypocritical, Lindsay. And then I just lost it. Like, it was just like the floodgates opened. It was just like, I couldn't hold back anymore. It was too many emotional triggers that I just went off. I went off on him about the cleanliness stuff. I went off about so many things. You know, it's like one of those moments where you're just like, you know, you're not making smart choices you know you may be acting a little bit quote-unquote crazy, but you like can't stop, you know? So I did. So I went off. He went back off on me, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? We're just digging this hole deeper and deeper between us. And now more emotional triggers, right? He says things to me. I say things to him. You know, it's just like digging a grave in essence. So then we end up going to bed Friday night, both pissed at each other, wake up Saturday, and I'm just like beat. I am so exhausted. And I'm even thinking like, am I getting sick? I'm this exhausted. And almost like, okay, I guess I must be starting my period too. I'm just like so drained to a point of like, I don't even want to get up kind of drained. And so I just take a ton of self-care that day, even though I'm watching my son, you know, I'm just laying around and really trying to regain some strength. Sunday, I end up working all day, which was planned. I end up working most Sundays. Everything went pretty well, but I was slow. Like I wasn't the sharpest as I've been. I didn't get a ton done. My client calls went well because again, I can do those kind of in my sleep at this point. But um, yeah. It just, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, all I want right now is a cookie. I just really want to go get a cookie to make myself feel better. There's actually a bakery right around the corner from my office. It was closed, thank goodness. But I was about to just start going in the wrong direction of my dreams. Start going off my eating plan, which if you heard that lose weight episode, it's not even about losing weight. It's just about saying I'm going to do something and then doing it and not emotionally letting you know, things like food come in, but feeling my feelings instead. 
And so when I realized the bakery was closed and I didn't have time to go anywhere else, I just sat there and I'm like, okay, you just have to deal with your feelings, Lindsay. What are you feeling? I started journaling and just a huge feeling of sadness for many reasons between what I need to know or what I need to deal with in my childhood to um, Ruth passing away and thinking like, what does this even mean to me? Why am I so upset about this? I didn't even know this person, you know, and I'm like going into all of that, thinking about my marriage, like, okay, you know, maybe there's more here than what I realized and just feeling the feelings of it, feeling the depth of it. And then now, you know, it's Tuesday as I'm recording this, but yesterday and Monday, just I'm very slow. My brain is very foggy. I feel very weighed down. If something happens, I just feel very reactive. Um, yeah, it's just I haven't been in this place in so long that I thought I've got to turn on the mic and start talking about this because now I remember what it felt like to go through this all the time. And just feel these triggers over and over and over again. Feel like you have this 100-pound backpack on your back and know you want to go after goals and dreams. And yet it just feels so hard. Your brain is foggy. You feel weighed down. Your productivity stinks. There's like all this drama around you, it seems. And you're, you know, you're perpetuating the drama, but you just can't help yourself because you feel so shitty. You know, it's just, it sucks, right? I talk about often the tornado of emotions and how we feel a trigger. And then what we do is then we go to a distraction of choice, be it food or work or our phone love, whatever it is, to give us a hit of endorphins. And then we feel a little bit better for a few minutes. And then we feel even worse after that. And then we just repeat the cycle. We never feel the depth of the feeling. And we just keep going around and around. And we think, okay, I guess this is just as good as life's going to get. And there's so many things we want to go after. But it just feels so hard. It feels so hard. So I'm here with you. you're feeling this or if you felt this way, it stinks, right? It totally stinks. So I just wanted to show you that sometimes it still happens to me. I'm a human being. This is part of the human experience. Sometimes we have to go in and we have to feel certain things. Like with my marriage right now, I know there's some things I need to go in and feel, deal, and heal with my childhood that came up from the email last week. I know I need to grieve Ruth's death, whatever that means to me. And I'm also thinking about, okay, where do I go from here with my marriage? Because it just seems like it's different. And I'm not ready to jump back in full force. And I've just kind of pulled away from my husband the past few days because I'm just thinking, okay, I know I don't want to jump back into what we've been doing. Not that it's been bad, but there's just been some patterns that I've just, I'm seeing now in a different way that it's like, do I really, like, what am I going to change here with this? What's going to be different? And I'm just feeling some of the depth of that and taking some time alone and reflecting and feeling the feelings of that that I didn't realize a few days ago. And so then I just see, 
you know, how hard it is to work and to um, show up in my best self. And so I think sometimes when you're hearing this personal development, be it me or somebody else, and you're like, yeah, Lindsay, I want that so bad. I want all my goals and dreams. I want to feel amazing. But if you don't handle your emotional triggers, it's just going to take so much longer and it's going to feel like shit. Right now, I just feel like I have this huge backpack on my back. And I normally don't feel that way. I normally feel really light and fun and airy and free. And granted, the weight has always been there, right? But sometimes it's like we really show in the weight of of something we've been carrying that we didn't know. And that's why we do something called an emotional release in my coaching. And afterwards, people just say, oh, I feel so light. Like, yeah, we got that out of your backpack. Because you'd been carrying it for so long, you didn't even know, like it just became a part of you. But then when, when we go in and we're finding what's in that backpack, that's when it really feels the heaviest. You're like, oh my gosh, yes. I didn't even know I was carrying this. You mean I can get rid of this? I don't have to think this anymore? I don't have to carry this as baggage? No. And that's how I feel right now. It's like, oh my gosh, all this baggage. It's not that much, but it just feels like a lot. So just know my friend. This is part of the human experience, A. We all go through this. Even after you do work where you improve your life and, and know the system for change, it still happens. I always tell my clients, new level, new devil. Like when I put that weight loss podcast out there, as I said, it was vulnerable. And I'm stepping into a new version of myself in a lot of ways. I'm claiming new things you know, beliefs and a new way of being. I'm more certain in the way that I speak. Even a client told me about that podcast. She's like, I've never heard you sound so confident because I am. And that's triggering for some people. And it, it, it sheds off the people who shouldn't be here, right? Which is great and fine. We all evolve. But it also brings up for me is like, okay, Lindsay, here's some things you need to deal with now that you're becoming this new version of yourself. Same with my marriage. Recently, I've made this goal of wanting to get to a 10 marriage. And it's almost like the universe saying, okay, Lindsay, well, here's the stuff in the way. Here you go. Here are some of the patterns that are keeping you stuck. Let's change it. Yeah. Now, what's different on the other side of this is I know now what's happening to me. A, I'm having an emotional trigger. I know how to dig deeper into that to truly feel the depth of this. And then two, I know how to heal it. And this is the stuff that I wish we were teaching in schools because we would all learn the stuff. We wouldn't have to experience these feelings over and over and over again and, and have these people who feel like they can't get what they want out of life. And because of that, they turn to, you know, things they don't want to turn to like drugs and alcohol or even our phones or love or sex or work or whatever it is. They can instead choose consciously and authentically what they want out of life because they're not triggered all the time. Now, again, it's like, I want to teach you this stuff too. I can't do it in a format like a podcast. I just can't. It takes some time. It takes a few weeks. It takes somebody that's hand-holding you through that process and getting you through it for the first time so that you can, you know, understand that you're safe and secure and going through that. And then after that, you've got this system for life of anytime you feel this way, it's like, whoop, emotional trigger, here we go. So I know that's the work that I'm going to be doing in the next few days is going through that process and, and getting rid of some of this stuff. And then from there, I'm going to be able to make more authentic choices in my marriage moving forward of, okay, where should I go with this? Because right now I just feel so fuzzy. 
It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Am I just emotionally triggered? Is it that I really feel this way? And this is where we get into like indecision and, you know, our relationships suffer because we pull away instead of looking at what is truly the issue, healing that and then coming at it and then being able to move forward. Okay. Hope that makes sense. But again, I just wanted to record this for you today so you can see what it feels like to have an emotional trigger. Because Lindsay, years ago before she knew this stuff, would have just said things like, I guess this is just, this is just as good as life gets. Or I would have said, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? I would have said, I just want to feel happy. Why can't I feel that? I mean, there would have been so many beliefs that... Um, I had about this experience when it's truly just part of the human experience and the human brain, but it doesn't mean we have to stay stuck here. Okay. So let's just recap one last time. If you're experiencing a quote unquote negative emotion for more than seven seconds, that means it's an emotional trigger. If it's an emotional trigger, ask your brain, what is this really about? So if your boss comes in, gets mad at you, is a little snappy at you, you find yourself really harboring something about that, it's likely not about the present moment. It's likely about something from your past. Most things are, unfortunately. <laughs> our childhoods, just our brain and childhood, it just holds on to, to things in a very powerful way until we can go in and change it, okay? So then ask your brain, what is this about? Trust whatever comes up for you. That's the stuff you need to do healing around. And then think about, okay, is it time to coach with Lindsay? Because I know that that's going to be part of the journey. And then once we feel, deal, and heal that stuff, you have that process for life, A. And two, you're not feeling like you have this huge backpack of weight. And that's when all of the stuff I'm teaching you on the podcast and in my course after we feel, deal, and heal, it just like you get so much, much action. You create so much results. You're just on fire because you're not carrying all this emotional baggage and you're not having as many emotional triggers. Something happens to you. Like most times I, if I get a hate email, I'm just like, okay, no big deal. Moving on because it's not triggering to me. If I was triggered every single time I got a hate email or a hate message or, you know, I had a fight with my husband or whatever, I'd be triggered all the time. But that's what allows me to to keep in this massive action place and have a ton of momentum is I've cleared up all these triggers. Now, new ones will come up along the way. As I said, new level, new devil, but then you know how to handle it. So it doesn't keep holding you back because if I don't go in and I handle what's going on with me right now, this shit is going to hold me back for a long time. It's going to hold me back. I'm just going to be fuzzy headed until I deal with it. It's going to slow me down. I'm not going to make great choices. I'm going to lose connection in my relationships. I'm going to show up in a way I don't really want to show up. And then it's just going to create more and more, um, what do you call it? Like feeding my inner mean girl even more, my inner critic and all that stuff and inner doubter and saying, see, Lindsay, you can't do it. You can't do it. And then she beats me up. And then I get even more tired and weighed down. And it's just, it doesn't need to be that way. Okay. All right. So. You know what emotional triggers are, yes. Hopefully you can relate to how I'm feeling right now. It's giving you some idea of what it truly feels like. Just know it's an emotional trigger. That's it. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just part of the human experience. And you're getting an idea of, okay, if I'm experiencing this, it's probably time for me to do some deeper work, okay? All right, my friend, you got this. I'm in this with you. 
I'm so hoping this episode helps you today and opened your eyes to seeing that your life doesn't have to be full of emotional triggers. And it can be one where you're going after your goals and dreams too. And to know too, if you're experiencing or, or reading or listening to content of like, okay, all you do is X, Y, Z, and then you go after your dreams and you start to get really resentful off of that. No, it's because you have a lot of emotional triggers and you just got to get rid of that. Because when you're not emotionally triggered, you're in such fast action. And that's where that content just really starts to make sense. And it's like, okay, got it, Lindsay, just a little tweak. Boom, boom, boom. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. All right. Sending you so much love on your journey. And I'd love to help you. As always, links are in the show notes. If you want to apply for a consult call with me so we can talk more about your life, I also have a free four-day training that's called Accomplish Your Dreams that can help you too. But uh, until I meet you again on the podcast, my friend, all my love and blessings. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.